Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Give to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, if you're enjoying this podcast, then I know you'll enjoy the Girl Dad Discussion Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe the relationship between a daughter and her father is one of the most important relationships a young lady can have. And therefore, my mission is to promote the daddy-daughter relationship by sharing the voices of girl dads to the world. So check out our podcast on every platform where podcasts can be listened to. And if you want to watch the podcast, check us out on our YouTube channel. Again, that's the Girl Dad Discussions Podcast with your host, Ernest James. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App and make a donation to dollar sign E. James, the number 418. Make a one-time donation to the Cash App or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I'm your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is healed, whole, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from your pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share to our podcast on all of your social media outlets, including our YouTube page and all of the places where you can listen to the audio version of our podcast. And while you're at it, check out our partner podcast, which is the Girl uh, Girl Dad Discussions podcast, hosted by me also on our YouTube channel and also your podcast listening platforms. Uh, also, make sure you guys stay uh, to the end because I'm going to tell you how you can win 
$100 from the podcast, but you got to stay until the end of the podcast in order to get that information. Uh, now for our next segment is our product of the week. Make sure that you guys go uh, check us out uh, on our website, our deal heal fulfill.org website where you can find our uh, products that we have. We are a self-sustained podcast. So everything that we do and the way that you support us, uh, help us to stay on the air. So um, if you go to our website, our deal heal fulfill.org website, uh, you also find the links to our eBooks and to our uh, inspirational teas. So our eBook, as our product of the week, this week is our ebook entitled "From Males to Men," uh, and it is the the three steps to walking into manhood. It is a book uh, for young men on that journey to manhood to give them some um, some insight, some inspiration, and some leadership guides on how to take that journey and to become better men as they journey from becoming young men into uh, adult men. And again, make sure you guys are also checking us out on our websites, dealhealfulfilled.org, which are which is our main company website. Uh, also, dealtohealtees.com, which is where you can get our inspirational shirts um, and our ebooks by ejames.com. Also, um, but if you go to dealhealfulfilled.org, you also see the links for the uh, tees. Uh, the inspirational T-shirt link, and also the link for uh, the eBooks is both there on that one website. So um, you can go there and get everything that you need. So today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Mr. Irvin. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. First of all, let me say thank you for being here because you could have been doing uh, anything else, but you're here with me and my listeners and we definitely appreciate it. So I want to let you know that up front. No problem. No problem. So we're going to jump right into it. So do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my uh, audience and let them know who you are and what it is that you do. Well, hey, everybody. My name is Irvin J. I, I have young adults gain control of their lives by teaching them the importance of their own voices. I'm a speaker, a motivational speaker. I am a preacher. I'm a teacher. I'm a counselor. And now, you know, I'm getting into podcasting. So I'm a podcaster. Um, I love people. I love helping people. I strive to help people any way that I can, whether just being a listening ear or just being, you know, giving encouraging word. Uh, but my passion, my passion is children. My passion is young people, young adults, because I feel that they need to know how important that their voices are and how important it is for their voices to be heard. So that's why it is my mission to help them to gain control of their lives first and then show them how important it is that their voices should be heard. All right. All right. So just for my for my uh, listeners, uh, those who may be watching uh, on YouTube or, or wherever you're watching that. Um, or maybe you could even uh, hear a little bit of the similarities in our voices. So Irvin is my brother. Uh, <laughs> Irvin is one of my younger brothers, uh, me being the oldest of the boys in our family. Um, and so, yeah, so if you hear some similarities in how we speak uh, <laughs> and maybe even how we look uh, in some cases, uh, that's probably because we are related. So, so going 100%. through that now, 
yeah, yeah. So I'm going to throw that out there now just so people know, uh, you know, and uh, like Irvin said, he's getting into podcasting now. And so we uh, are working on some things uh, in the background that should be coming to you guys soon. Um, so keep it, keep an eye out for that. Or keep an eye or ear out for that. Um, but Urban, let's 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 go back a little bit, right? Because um, I hear you now, and you said that you are, um, you know, you help young people get their voices and things like that. And I know there's always a story before the story. So what was it, or should I say, let's go back a little bit and for my audience' sake to give them a little background on who you are or who you were. Right. And then what was the, the transition moment that made you say, you know what, I think I want to get into the speaking game to help these kids, you know, and need to start doing what you what you're doing now. You know what I mean? So what is a little bit of a backstory about just who you are just on a regular day? And then what was that initial thing that happened that made you say, OK, I think this is what I need to be doing to make a change in the, the lives of these young kids? Well, for me, um Growing up, we we both we've been taught our parents would always teach us to be ourselves, to love ourselves, you know, and family was very important. So growing up, we had those values, but we also ran into a lot of children that didn't have those values. And you would see how they would change in their lives. But for me, I think the I think the turning point for me was when I had my first son. See, I got married at 19. I was 19 years old when I got married. I was 20 when I had my first child, which was my son, Junior. And I wanted to instill in him everything that, that was put into me. But the hardest thing for me, not instilling the thing in him, but all the influences that he will come across because I came across him too. And I know that whatever influences I came across, he's going to come across. So as him growing up and me having more children, I started to put more and more time into that. But when I started to meet their friends, it would bring back memories of the children that I grew up with. And I can see that there was a lot of brokenness and a lot of kids don't have the voice that they they should have. You know, they, they're not easily to be able to speak up for themselves or any case, or really know that they're, that they're important. You know, I would talk to them and I guess because I would show them attention, they kind of cling to me. You know what I'm saying? So it made me wonder, is anybody even giving them any kind of affirmation or any kind of um, attention or, or any kind of anything, you know, uplifting? So that became something for me, not just for my children, but for the children that my children know. Because as we go generation to generation, we're going to have different children come. So if we don't start now, then when should we start? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I definitely understand that because, you know, even as we were coming up, um, we, definitely could tell, we definitely could tell the difference in our relationships, even with one another from, you know, our friends and even some of our families, you know, that weren't get, getting the same kind of things that we were being taught. You know, uh, and I was sharing this with somebody today that one of our biggest things uh, that we had growing up, um, I know what it was. I, I seen a post on on Facebook and they was talking about the uh, documentary with uh, Kurt Franklin. And there was a clip when he was doing the interview and he was telling the guys that the two guys that were inter interviewing him 
how he uh, admired their relationship, you know, as friends and brothers, because he grew up as the only child in the house with his uh, with the uh, the woman who adopted him, she was an older woman. I think she was like in her 60s and she didn't have no other kids. So when he would go home, it would be just him and her. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So he had no siblings. He had, you know, even though his parents had other siblings, but because right. he was adopted, his adopted mother didn't have, you know, any other kids. So it was just him. So basically he was raised without his other siblings and, and friends and things like that. And the only time that he would get uh, community of children around his age was when he went to school, you know, so he enjoyed school. But when he got, you know, when school was out, definitely out for the summer, he already knew he was going home to be alone, you know. And so in that conversation, I was saying that with us, it was nine of us. So we definitely had, you know, what I'm saying a family. <laughs> um, but a lot of times, right. But a lot of times, especially when we grew up, it was just us. You know, there yeah. were a lot of other people or friends around. It was just us. And but because of, you know, the way we was raised with mom, you know, she instilled that in us. that like, hey, you have to love one another and care for one another. And that built the bond with us uh, as a family to the point that now as, a, as adults, you know, we still have that bond. And whenever we do something, you know, party or get together or something like that, everybody wants to be invited and it's not just because like we're so much fun, like the party itself or whatever right. is so much fun, but the getting together and the love and, and compassion and, and camaraderie that we have with one another, a lot of families don't have that, you know, and a lot of our, be it said, a lot of our families, you know, our, our cousins and, and other extended families and our friends didn't get that same teaching and if they did they don't necessarily have that same uh love and compassion for one another as as we grew up with um so uh getting back to to you and, and what you do so I, I know you said you you help kids you know find their voices so i know one of the things that you talk about in teaching them to to find their voices is you talk about boundaries and mm -hmm. so when i talk about boundaries i say boundaries uh does a couple of things number one it protects Others, uh, it, it protects you from others. It protects others from you. And then sometimes it protects you from you, right? And so the boundaries are not just to keep, you know, things or people out, but it's also to keep <laughs> things and people in, you know what I mean? So you got to use your boundaries to uh, guide who you let in or what you let in, you know, as well as what you let out. And, you know, the things that you put out into the world. So when you're talking to these young people about boundaries, what are some of the things that you teach them in order to be able to use their voice uh, to and how that uh, translate with them uh, using their boundaries as part of using their voice? Well, with boundaries, boundaries is the number one thing. Um, the first thing that they that they have to learn, they have to learn themselves. You have to know who you are. What are the things that you like? What are the things that you don't like? What are the core value things that you hold? You know, once you learn that, then after you learn yourself, because you can't teach other people anything until you know who you are, right? So learn yourself. What do I like? Do I like this? Do I like being here? Do I like uh, listening to this? Or do I not like listening to this? And why don't I like listening to it? See, sometimes we... We learn how to do things and say we like this or we don't like that. 
And most of the times it's because of the environment that we're in or the people that we're always around. But we mm-hmm. never actually took the time to say, do I really like jazz or do I really like opera or, you know, or is it just something that I've become accustomed to that I felt like, oh, this must be what I like because this is what I've always heard. So no, first know yourself, learn who you are. What are the core value things that you hold dear? Like for us and for me is God first, family second, and then society, which is everybody else. You know, those are my core things. God first, because of my belief. Do I believe in me? What do I believe about myself? And then my family, who are those that surround me that make me feel comfortable with who I am? Once I learned that, now it's easy for me to articulate that to the society, whoever else comes around. So that's first. And then second, it teaches you how to not be easily influenced. And that's where if you know yourself, then you won't be so easily to accept any or everything that you hear. You know, oh, we're going here because this sounds good. But if you're not, if you don't like it, then you can easily be like, oh, no, I don't really like doing that or I don't like doing this, you know, and oh, but come on, you with us, you know, peer pressure is a real thing. You know, we learned that growing up, you know, even as kids, you know, hey, man, we finna go to dust and such. Oh, well, I don't really want to go over there. Oh, come on, man, stop being a punk and da da da. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't want them to think I'm soft. No, you have to know yourself. If you're not comfortable, you have to be able to say, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do it and make people respect that, which is the third part of boundaries. You have to teach people how to treat you. If you don't teach them how to treat you, then they'll just treat you any kind of way. You know, you have to teach them how to, to love you and respect you. You know, if you love me and I say this and that, then you will respect me enough to, to give me what I ask. You know, if I say, hey, give me space, you respect me enough to give me space. But if I don't know that about myself, that I don't like people being too close up on me, close to my face, or, you know what I'm saying, crowding my, my uh, how do you say, crowd my circle. If I don't like my circle being crowded, then it's easy for me to say, hey, I don't like my circle being crowded. You know, just step back a couple of feet. So that's the main thing with boundaries. You got to learn yourself and then teach people how to respect you. Right, right. And I remember even even growing up, that definitely has always been my thing that I've been blessed to know who I was at a very young age, you know, and have my own mind. And so even like you said, one of the, the first things with boundaries is first of all, knowing yourself. And so I remember, like I said, I always had my own mind even growing up and I already had my ideas of what I was going to do and what I wasn't going to do. And so most of the, the you know, the guys when we grew up, um, they started drinking and smoking early, you know what I mean? And so they was like, hey, you know, won't you try this? And won't you get in with this? And I was like, nah, I'm good, you know, because that wasn't something I, I wanted to do. And even to this day, you know, when I go out, go hang out with, you know, some of our family and friends that we grew up with, they still will say, hey, you want you want to, you want to smoke this? You want to drink this? <laughs> Knowing that I'm going to say no, but it still is like the, the running joke that they will still act. You know, but I always had my own mind. So even though I was in some of those spaces, you know, hanging around with those guys at, as they were doing these things, I didn't feel pressured 
to do or to join in with some of the things that they were doing because I knew exactly who I was. And I had already made a decision for myself that that was not something that I was going to do. You know, so it was easy for me to say, no, I'm good on that because that's that's not me. Right. So um, one of the other things that you you talked about um, with using that voice is learning how to, to speak up. You know, and so I know in this in this community that we are in this time that we're we're living in, um, we're getting a, a lot of voices and a lot of people saying a lot of stuff, um, <laughs> especially with the podcast. Real, uh, some of it is good and some of it is bad. Yeah. You know, I think it's good that everyone has you know has a chance to, to spread their message and and use their voice. But you know, um, um, unfortunately, some of the messages like you know you could have kept that to yourself. In my opinion, you know what I'm saying. So uh, even when you're talking to the young kids about you know speaking up and, and using their voice, what are some of the things that you teach them even in that aspect to be able to use their voice for the things that they want to see done in this world? So once you learn yourself. And you make people to respect your boundaries, respect your beliefs, or whatever it is that that you hold your core values. You know, make people respect that. Once you do that, then you're able to speak change into the world. You know, you're able to speak up for others. Speak up for yourself first. You know, I don't like this. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? And, And make people respect that. Because, you know, you have some people that, like you said, even um, I used to smoke and drink, you know, young kid, you know, with you, you chose not to, for me, eh, you know, I started, <laughs> <laughs> I took a different route, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but what's crazy though, even in doing that, even the things that I chose to do, because those core values that our parents put in us, even though I smoke or I drink, there was still a limitation of certain things that I still wouldn't do. It didn't even matter. Yeah, I might smoke a little weed, but I'm not smoking that or this. You know what I'm saying? Or I might drunk a little uh, little uh, old English, you know, but I'm not finna drink this or that, you know. And you will be around people that say, well, man, you drunk this, you might as well try this. You know, everybody wants you to try something. Well, you already smoke, you might as well try this. So if you don't have, if you haven't established a boundary for yourself, then it's hard for you to make people to respect whatever boundaries that you have, because you'll speak up and they'll pressure you and they'll keep saying, come on, come on, come on. And if you don't have enough strength in yourself, then you're going to give into it. You know, that's that easy influence part. So once you've got your values, once you've got your boundaries, you know, hey, I'm not going this far that far. So once you're able to do that, then you're able to also speak up for other people. Because if you're in a group and you see that somebody's trying to take advantage or somebody who might be a, a little more weaker, you know, don't really have their voice to speak out, you have enough strength and belief in yourself to speak for that person. That's that change. You know, I'm not just looking out for me. I'm looking out for my fellow man, my friend, my neighbor, you know, my cousin, my, you know, my best friend or whoever it is, or just somebody that just happened to be around me at that time, you know, because I don't know what their story is. Maybe nobody really told them that they're important. Maybe nobody told them what boundaries really were. So they were used to being used in the bruise. Well, you're not going to be using the bruise around me because I know how to respect myself. And because of that, I can help other people to respect you. 
You know, I mean, I can do as much as I can when you're around me. So sometimes just doing that little bit will give somebody else, you know, like, oh, somebody actually care about me, you know, to step in my defense. So that's that change, that change in the world. You know, and once you do that, then it's easy for you to, to speak up against a lot of things you don't like or a lot of things that aren't good. You know, um, people taking advantages of children or, you know, people taking advantages of the elderly or whatever it is. You know, you're able to speak up against those things because you know what's right and what's wrong. And you always become comfortable in yourself and you become comfortable to stand in defense of somebody who might not have nobody to stand in their defense. And you can spark that change that's needed to be seen. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, a important thing to even mention with that standing up for others. And it's, it's funny how once you start doing that, you know, how it, it travels, right? And sometimes you don't even recognize it. So I remember talking to someone uh, recently about uh, being bullied, you know, when I was younger, you know, and somebody coming up. To an extent, right? Um, but I just don't mean like physically, even just verbally, you know right. what I mean? Because it's, it's a lot of, you know, differences in, in the way that people approach it. But I remember someone standing up for me, you know, and when I was younger. And then I remember even as a teenager, you know, one of my friends or, or someone that was that, that I knew who had started being bullied uh, by these two guys. And I, I stood up for him, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, leave him alone or whatever. And fast forward even further uh, with my daughter, I remember her calling me one day and telling me, Hey, you know, daddy, you know, one of my friends were being picked on from some of her other friends, you know, it's like they were in the group and she was, this young lady was a, a friend outside of her regular friend group. And her friend group had started, you know, bullying this, this young lady who was also her friend, you know, and how she was able to stand up in defense of her friends and no, you know, don't bully her, leave her alone or whatever. And it just goes to show, you know, how your you using your voice um, or, or should I say someone even using their voice on your behalf, how that can even expire you to use your voice and how even without you even recognizing or knowing that just by your example, even though my daughter wasn't even, I wasn't even born <laughs> when that happened, you know, with me standing up for someone else. But I guess because of it, because of that being a part of who I am, when she was born, it was just born in her to be able to use her voice for that same thing, to be able to stand up clearly uh, and who she is, you know, which is one of the things that I, I instilled in her was having that confidence within herself, but not only that confidence to use your voice for you, but then also that confidence to use your voice to help someone else, you know? And I think it's, it's one of those things that just with her was kind of born in her, but it came out of me using my voice, even what I do now, you know, and I've had her on the podcast, you know, even me having that, that using my voice to be able to give uh, inspiration or, you know, speak on things that will help other people, you know. So I think that that all plays a, a part in it. Um, and not only that, uh, really, to be able to use your voice kind of goes into one of the other things that you talk about, too, which is, you know, becoming a leader, because once you're able to use your voice you're able to guide and direct others. You know what I mean? And so that becomes part of your uh, tools 
to be able to be a leader and to, to lead other people. So when you're talking to the, the young, younger generation about even being a young leader, what are some of the things that you teach them about how to use their voice in, in that case? Well, in being a young leader, um, you learn your boundaries, you step up for other people. And then when becoming a leader, you start to be the change that you want to see. See, it's easy for people to say, oh, this shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't do this or that or another. It's easy to speak it. But sometimes for some people, they don't really like to take on the title uh, of leader. So if you don't want to take on a title of leader, then just be a guide, because a guide does the same thing. If I'm guiding you, I'm sending you or taking you to a place that's more safe or more comfortable that you're going to have a better outcome. And that's what being a leader is. A leader is just being somebody to guide. You know, you want to see the change be the change. You know what I'm saying? Um, and once you're the change, then that inspires and motivates other people to want to do the same. You know, if, if I'm in a group of guys and, and they say, hey, let's go do this. And I say, nah, I don't think we want to do that. And they're like, oh, man, you guys are punks. And it's like, okay, well, we're just going to be punks today. You know, we're not going to go do that. You know, you're, you're the one that's speaking up because the other ones, they're, they're too afraid to speak up. So because you're speaking up, they're like, yeah, man, we just going to stay. And, and they go about their way. So now you just sparked something into somebody else and motivated them to actually try to be the change that you want to see. And once you start doing that, then you give somebody courage to, to do action. You know what I'm saying? Now they're able to actually step up and be like, no, nah, man, we together, we don't want to do this, or we don't believe in that, you know, and that's what being a leader is. Leader is having that voice to have that strength to stand up and say, no, that's not right, or no, that's not good, because if you don't, who's to say if anybody's going to take advantage of that person, or them people, you know, take advantage of a group of people, you know, it's crazy, because one of the incidents uh, when we were younger, um, I was walking with one of my close friends and we were like maybe a block, about a half a block away from his house. Right. And there was a group of guys, group of gangbangers. They were all talking and laughing, whatever. And we were walking past the house. So because we were walking past the house, they jumped off the porch, surrounded us. I don't even know how many guys it was. They surrounded us. They was talking crazy, whatever, whatever. And uh, but they knew that we were church boys. They, they knew because we lived on the block. So after a few minutes or whatever, they was like, oh, leave them church boys alone. So we started walking off. They let us go. And when we were walking, we were crossing the street. And my friend, I seen him starting to run. And he said, Irv, run. And I'm wondering, why is he telling me to run? You know. So when I turned around, one of the guys was coming at me full force with a broom. trying. <laughs> He's about to knock my block off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I started to run. And, you know, if you know anything about the city, they got the high curbs. Anyway, I was running and I tried to jump the high curb and my sandal got caught and I went down to the ground. I'm down for the count. I rolled over and when I jumped up out of nowhere, I don't even know where she came from. My best friend, his mom, she came all the way from about seven, eight houses down. I don't even know how she got down there that fast. But she jumped in front of me and she hollered at the boy and she was like, stop. And he stopped and turned around and walked away. I've never forgot that. I never forgot that. That was something that held dear to me because it's like, he don't even know you. I know you because you're my best friend's mother. 
he don't even know you. He could have swung and, and been swinging at both of us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but because you had the confidence in yourself to stand up and say, no, this is not right. He actually listened and turned and walked away. You know, and that stuck with me. That really stuck with me. And I always think about that, you know, especially when I'm teaching the young people, you know, about their boundaries, about speaking up for others and about becoming a leader. I always remember that. And every time I see her, I always tell her, you know, I ain't never forgot the time you jumped in front of me, you know, you know, that, that young boy, you know, because they was game bangers. You know, nowadays, when you hear about people who are in gangs, a lot of people say, oh, they don't have no respect for nobody. They don't have respect for the elders. They don't have respect for children, da, 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 da. But to experience something like that at a young age, that really, that really sparked something with me. So for that young man, it was like there was something that was instilled in him, even though he was in a game. There was something that was instilled in him that made him respect his elders. You know, so you never know where somebody comes from just because of the choices that they're making right now. Everybody has the opportunity to make a choice. Everybody don't always able to make the right or the same choices, but sometimes you have to try to make a change in them, you know, reach down and, and get the things that are good out of them because some of them really don't even know how to do it. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to one of the things you were saying earlier about learning to, uh, to know yourself, you know what I mean? So even in his case, maybe he was only, following the crowd to fit in, you know, maybe he was a church boy too, that <laughs> you're raised in the church, you know, and raised to respect his elders, but he was trying to fit in with everyone else. And a lot of times, as we know, when you're trying to fit in and, show, you know, prove yourself, sometimes you go over and above. Over you know? and above. <clears throat> so that's probably why he was the one that came running up with the broom because he's trying to prove to everyone else that he's just as hard as them, you know, just as down as them. But when confronted, you know, with someone who's able to stand up on their own too and use their voice, you know, for what they believe in and also proudly connected with him from mm -hmm. the voices that he had probably heard at home from his parents exactly. or was raising him to do better, you know, that he had no choice but to, you know, uh, fall in line with that, th those voices that were standing up, you know, and then maybe even that day, just as you remember, maybe he even remembers it, you know, maybe that same moment was a defining moment within him that said, you know what, let me stop doing this that I'm doing and exactly. turn around and, and, and use my energy for good. So we definitely can pray that that was a turning point in his life also, you know? Yeah. So, um, Irvin, I definitely, I definitely uh, appreciate you being on. Uh, definitely, I hope that uh, the listeners enjoy uh, this conversation that we're having because we're definitely going to have more of the same. Uh, we're definitely working on some things, um, maybe even a new podcast to, to bring to the listeners. Um, so that's something that we'll we'll be working on. Um, but I want you to have the last word, and I want you to leave uh, the listeners with a word of advice. Uh, information, inspiration, have you decide to do it? Um, I just want you to have the last word and then to let people know where they can find you uh, as far as to follow you, social media handles and things like that, if you have any. Um, so I'll let you think about that for a second. Uh, while you think about that, to my listeners, first of all, thank you guys for tuning in again uh, to the Deal to Heal uh, with E. James podcast. Um, make sure that you guys 
uh, let me first of all, before I even go there, one of the things that uh, I'm proud to be a part of is a um, organization called the Forgiveness Mission. And one of the things that we do, we have a free virtual workshop every quarter of the year. And we talk about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, who is forgiveness for, you know, forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of the world, all of those things. And so um, I definitely want you guys to check it out because whenever you're hearing this podcast, either one just ended or there's one coming up. And so again, there are free virtual workshops. You can go to forgivenessmission.com or you can go to Eventbrite and just look up Forgiveness Workshop in order to register for the next one, which should be coming up soon, right? So make sure that you guys go check that out. Also, make sure that you guys are checking us out on our websites. Um, we mentioned them earlier, dealhillfulfill.org, which is our main workshop, or should I say my main work uh, website, I mean, <laughs> website. Uh, also, uh, dealtohealtees.com. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. So you can get your inspirational teas from dealtohealtees.com. And also the ebooks uh, at ebooksbyejames.com. Definitely remember our product of the week today was our ebook of From Males to Men The Three Steps to um, Walking into Manhood. So those books are available as well as others on uh, ebooksbyejames.com. So make sure that you guys are checking that out. Last but not least, I told you guys that you could win $100 from the podcast. So how would you do that? You must subscribe to our super, or should I say you must enter our super subscriber contest, which means you must first subscribe to our YouTube channel, to our Facebook page, and to our podcast on Spotify, and then text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is ongoing and is random, which means that anytime I can pick a name, and once you're in, you're always in, and you can always win. So make sure you guys enter our super subscriber contest for your chance to win $100. Uh, again, Urban, thank you so very much for being on, for coming on, sharing your expertise uh, with our, our uh, listeners. And I want you to have the last word. Again, I definitely appreciate you being on. That being said, you can have the last word. The floor is yours. Okay, well, right now um, I'm coming, I'm creating my very first podcast, the Pyramid to Life podcast. Uh, I will be letting Ernest know uh, when the first showings are going to be popping up. I'm doing the videos now. Um, as far as those that are listening, don't be afraid to set your own boundaries. Don't be afraid to speak up. And don't be afraid to become a leader or a guide. Because for me, I believe that the more that you know how to get in control of yourself, then the more that you know how powerful your voice is. And once you get the power of your voice, you can spark the change in the environment that's around you. So with that, be blessed. All right, all right. We can't end the note better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Deal to Heal with EJ's podcast, where our mission is to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with, our problem, deal with your problems, heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Until next time, you guys be blessed.
Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right, see you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.